What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Today on the Back Row Fantasy Show, we discuss redraft strategy and ADP. Where should you take guys that you didn't think about and who should you pass on? Coming up now on the Back Row Fantasy Show. Welcome to the Back Row Fantasy Show with your hosts, Jeremy Barker and Aaron Arms. Holy hell, what a week it has been. Thanks for joining us. It's Bark, and to my left is Arms. Good morning. And to my right is our good friend and part-time co-host, Jeremy Lambert. Hey. 96.7 Lamp. Really wish you wouldn't do that. I really wish you'd do it more often. Uh, the, <laughs> if there's something that Arms wants done more often, you kind of got to do it more often. I agree. I mean, that's he, he shuts me down on so many levels, sexually, you Whoa. know, hypothetically, uh, I don't know any more words. Words are hard today. Theoretically. Theoretically, conversationally. I mean, he shuts me down. I get it. But when I say 96.7, the lamb, yes. he, he wants more. Yes. Well, keep it he, going. Then. He wants Give me more. more of the lamb, you know? Yeah, he wants more of the lamb. So thanks for joining us again. We're very glad to have you back. Last week was a great episode with Michael Bauer. Thanks, Bauer, again for coming. Check out the Dynasty Rewind. It's a good show. Thanks for the beer, by the way. That's pretty good stuff. The Lions Head Pilsner. He left. Oh, the yeah, the Lions Head's not bad. Oh, absolutely, not bad at all. I enjoy it. There we go. I cranked you up a little bit. Yeah, solid beer. Dwight Schrute approved. Oh yeah. (laughs) Do you watch The Office? We had this combo in the last one. No, really. Nope. That kind of makes me. Apparently, you need new friends. It's all good. Not everybody has to watch The Office. Not not a huge deal. Not a massive deal. But thank God, because if that was a deal breaker. (laughs) I'm out. You know, honestly, though, it's funny. It is a funny show. I'll, I'll give it credit. It's just not a show I feel like I need to watch over and over again. That happens. I can't watch Game of Thrones. I have practically binged the entire... Like I, I'll i be honest with you. I didn't start it until it was over. And now I'm like into season seven, and I'm like... 
it, this, is it you, one of the best shows ever? Because I just couldn't get past. Listen, uh, and this has nothing to do with like a morality standpoint. But the first like three episodes, you're like, all right, this 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 is just kind of porn. You know, this, this is just kind of softcore porn. So uh, what the heck? It's softcore porn. There's not even dragons yet. You don't know what's going on. And then all of a sudden, it's like, all right, we're going to take you away from your regular scheduled sex on Game of Thrones and show you a storyline. And then it got entertaining. It is one of the better shows. I enjoy so, it. So you, okay, so Lambert yeah. watches it, Arms watches I'm I'm like the only one that but does But you're it. also talking to a guy that's not watched Letterkenny, The Office, or Parks and Rec. So I don't know if you can really trust me on TV shows. Well, Letterkenny's a different animal than Parks and Rec and The Office. If you don't like Parks and Rec and The Office, okay, I, okay, I get it. Those are three shows that I'm I'm trying to get into. If you, if you get past one season of The Office and make it into season two, don't get me wrong, season one's great. Once you get to season two, you're good and hooked. Same thing with Parks and Rec. That's what I was going to say. That's what I've heard about Parks and Rec. And I'm like trying to struggle through the first season. And I'm like, oh, this is, it's really, it's got moments of being funny. It, get, it gets, it's got to, it's got to get better. They definitely figure it out. But Letter Kenny, on the other hand, immediately great. Immediately great. I can't wait. I mean, it really is. It's, it's immediately the great. The opening scene of Letter Kenny's, I'm, I was just every, rolling. Every episode. No, every yeah. episode. No, my friends the other day. Just good stuff. But, again, thanks for joining us. I am going to take this time to throw out a shameless plug, and there's a good reason for this. If you enjoy the fantasy football banter of me, Arms, Neil, Lambert, and sometimes guests from other podcasts, but mainly if you enjoy us four, me, Arms, Neil, Lambert, check out the Back Row Talk Show because it is, if you need a break from sports talk, which I know sounds blasphemous, but if you want to hear about music, movies, thoughts, opinions, rants, Neil getting pissed off, which is always great stuff. Pissed off Neil is my favorite Neil. Yeah. If you like us, you enjoy hearing us, go follow the Back Row Talk Show. It's actually, uh, I I actually really enjoyed the first episode we put taped the other night. Can we take a timeout for a second? Because earlier today, I saw a tweet from Arms under the Back Row Show Twitter account. All right. About Metallica. Oh, boy. Being the best American band. Yeah. Just wrong. Okay. Who's, who's better? Who's? It's a rock band, by the way, is what they were, what the question was. The best American rock, rock band. band. It, it is hard because Led Zeppelin's out. Beatles, well, out. Yeah. Uh, Stones, Osborne, out. out. Black Sabbath, gone. Like, there's so a lot of many. bands that you think of that you don't hear the accent in their singing. Right. That they're like from Australia, or Great Britain. There, they're, they're, surprisingly, DC's Australia. You know what I mean? I know, like, I, I got gotcha. you. Surprisingly, Metallica does end up being in the convo, and it was oh, there's yeah. multiple people. I mean, I'm not saying they're they're not. It's hard. Well, who's who, who's there? It was hard. It's just it's who, not my style. Is all. But who's there? Just just answer that question. I, I tried. I tried to look. The even doors. If you, even if you like to Nickelback, they're Canadian. You yeah. know what I mean? Like there's yeah. there's no. There's so many who, bands who that are international. Who would have said Nickelback? Who would have said that? You. Lambert. Sarah Wall, that's who. Someone I work with. She would have said Nickelback. But oh, Very good friends is. with their brother. Yeah, yeah. But the, yeah, you, you start looking at the greatest American bands of all time. Foo Fighters are in there. Oh, yeah. Because there oh, just yeah. is not. Yeah. And, and that's not a knock on Foo Fighters. I love the Foo Fighters, but a lot of people don't give them very much respect. But American bands, it, it is, it's tough. I think Credence was. I saw Credence CCR, on yeah. a few yeah. times. 
I mean, I, you can give Nirvana the nod, right? <coughs> They're definitely up there. It obviously, you know, cut way too short for. Uh, that, that's yeah, where, the, that's the where body Metallica. Work yeah, that's in. where Metallica beats. You know them or body work. Even Pearl Jam, Sublime. You know, Pearl, Pearl Jam. Jam. Pearl yeah. Jam was okay. in there, yep. but again, body of work. How long has it been since Pearl Jam had a hit album? Yeah, we may like their albums. You're I don't know right. if you. Yeah. I liked Lightning Bolt. I liked it. I haven't heard they got a new one, right? Backspacer and Lightning Bolt were fantastic to yep. me, but not everyone else. Oh yeah, yeah. So yep. yeah, I'm a lifelong Pearl Jam yeah, guy. Look at what Saint Anger. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's dumpster it, fire. That is bad. But listen, when you put out like 45 albums, you're going to have a bad I, I one. It. I'm not saying they're bad. You're going to miss saying one. They're bad. I'm just saying, I don't know if I'd put them at one. As the they number, they have a number they're one. They're not my 101 American rock band. They right? have a number one on every CD. Now it's mainly because they put Unforgiven on like 40 of the 45. <laughs> you know, but how do you not? Great song. It is. It, it is. is a great song. They've had several like just iconic songs. And once again, if you really start thinking about who your favorite bands are, a lot of them are international. When you didn't real, oh, you know, until yeah. you really think about it, you're like, wow, that okay. They are Canadian. You're right. They're, they are Britain, great from Great Britain. Okay, makes sense. Good stuff, man. Silver chair can't put them in there. So, I mean, what do you? This it ends up leaving like corn and tool, you know, and tools. Yeah. They're solid, solid bands, yeah. really. Not, not corn. I, I always like corn. Then you, then you got to throw Madonna. In. Oh wait a minute, she talks with an accent. <laughs> she's from Michigan. She's, she's British. Is she from Michigan? She's yeah. British and Michigan British. She married a, a Brit. Yeah, good for her. Guy Ritchie. Guy Ritchie. Maybe. Makes she great still films. with that guy? I don't think so. It's because no one left he in America would films. touch her. Probably. All right, let's let's uh, let's get started. Redraft Dynasty. Redraft Dynasty. Redraft Strategy. Any, any, oh, still already thinking about Dynasty. You're like, I know. Uh, Dynasty is the way to go. But listen, our, our badge, our artwork does say Redraft IDP Dynasty. Because we do, there is a lot of redrafters still out there. We've got to we've got to help them out. We're going to muscle through this. We're going to muscle through it. We're, we're going to help. It's them not out. that different. I, no, I, I, play, I play one redraft a league. I'm not going to lie. I'm going to get. We're going to get in the sleeper bot pro aim again. That's redraft charity stuff. We got to talk redraft it's here. Basically, and there. your veterans have more value. That's all. Yes. Yeah. Which I still value dynasty kind of the same way, just because I want to win now, but. I mean, the the thing is, in Dynasty, you're probably going to let a Larry Fitzgerald sit way, 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 way longer historically than you would have in you know in a redraft. Hmm. So yeah, anyhow, basically. So so arms. Do you have any off the top uh, redraft strategy that you would like to share? Um, quarterback last zero QB absolutely every time. Um, Listen, I understand Patrick Mahomes seems like he's going to be a, another type of quarterback that we've never saw before. But there is a ton of value that can be had in the 10th, 15th, 17th round of a draft. I mean, I've went in went in leagues and finished, you know, leading the league in scoring and literally had a backup court, uh, running back, a backup wide receiver and a backup tight end before I went quarterback. Well, let, let's let's talk about this then because this is a good starting point to me. You, I, I agree with you 100%. I don't know about quarterback last, but, I mean, it, it's not late. a, ba- it's not a bad late. strategy at all. Because, one, uh, Matthew Stafford, we, we talk about him all the time. I know that he was not that great last year. But right now, he's a 10th rounder. Perfect. And we're talking 12-team, 16 rounds. He's a 10th rounder. So that that's, that's good value. Why would you take 
a Patrick Mahomes in round one because that's where you got to go. Yep. You got to take him round one. I, I guess the way I look at that is, okay, I could have Patrick, McCall, uh, Patrick Mahomes or I can have Odell Beckham Jr. Michael Thomas, right? Yes. In the first round. And then whenever I start looking at who's my, my other wide receiver going to be, you know, if I'm looking at taking Mahomes there, so who, who becomes my – at that point kind of becomes your wide receiver three, right? So I, I go drop in wide receiver three to – what I mean, as much as I like Curtis Samuel, but Curtis Samuel, you know, or uh, I'm taking shots at D.D. Westbrook or Emmanuel Sanders. Like, why? Yeah. Why? I mean, that, that that's, that's kind of the drop you see versus the drop from Patrick Mahomes – it's right. it's drastic, well, no doubt about it. It is, but the gap. But but will it be total, again? Will it be again yeah. this year? Is it still going to be yes. that drastic? You think? Like it's going to be. I still think it's going to be a wide margin, but I don't think the difference between the number one quarterback and the fifteenth quarterback will be nearly as big of a gap between the number one wide receiver and the thirty third wide receiver. Right. Well, here's something I I noticed from the get go. Pat Mahomes average ADP right now between eight and twelve. That's the first round. You, then you got a guy like Baker Mayfield that's currently a fourth-rounder. Yeah. Let me draft running back, wide receiver, running back, or whatever order you want. Two RBs, a, a wide receiver, two wide receivers, an RB, whatever, and take Baker Mayfield in the fourth. See, I'm more of a, a zero running back guy. Unless I've got the first three picks, I'm not taking a running back. I, recently, I, I, don't, I, was, I don't hate that. Recently, I was in a draft, and I had pick 16, 116, and 201. I went wide receiver, wide receiver. Come back. You can find backs with value. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can get – I mean, I ended up getting Geis, uh, Lamar Miller, and down to Foreman. I don't know about that Lamar Miller guy, but – I picked up Foreman. Okay. So I've got got the running back in Texas. But it's – I tend to go wide receiver heavy. I'm okay with that because oh. if you don't have I agree with you. You can get a Kenyon Drake, Rashad Penny. You're going to get people who put up enough points, yeah. but you're going to have those elite receivers to carry you through. Why take Lev Bell, who goes between picks 10 and 14, when you could double up on receiver and grab a Dalvin Cook later or a Marlon Mack later? Right. Like, to me, it's it's a good strategy. Or get. even Devonta Freeman, who's fallen a lot. I got See, a different opinion on that guy. But if, if but we're talking about the, the gap they once have, again, yeah, so yeah, we're, yeah, we're I, saying I, I, totally 100%. their linemen are all first round picks. We're we're we're, all, we're to the point now where we're talking about the injured. the eighth running back. You know that that's what he's trying to say. The eighth to tenth running back, something in that range. Yeah. This the gap between him and Devonta Freeman, not that big. The I gap agree. between you know Saquon and CMC and Zeke. Yeah, that's that's a chasm. But the gap between, you know, James Conner, you know, I, I know James Conner had a hell of a year last year, but overall the gap between James Conner and uh, Devonta Freeman, if I'm ending up with Freeman as my, you know, running back two, I'm not upset about it. Right. I, I'm a hater, I guess. I, but I do understand the strategy. It makes perfect sense to me. I just hate De- Devontae Freeman's one of my hands-off guys. Only reason I chimed in there. But if you want to replace the, the terminology with, Josh Jacobs? Okay. I'm sure. good. I'm sure. good. I'm yep. good. I'll take Josh Jacobs later and grab those two wide receivers at the top of – or at the back end of round one and top of round two all day long. No it, problem. And more than anything, we're not sitting here telling you you need to go wide receiver, wide receiver. No. 
Take the best player available. Just don't go quarterback. Don't take Patty Mahomes number one. There you go. Right. I mean, I'll be unless honest with you. Flex. If I, yeah, unless the super flex. But yeah, even still, it, I just no, no. I'm with you. I'm I'm just saying that would be the only argument for Patty Ice in the first round, in yeah. my opinion. Is well, it's got to I mean, be super flex. I, I think I think Patty Mahomes in round one is valid. I just don't like it myself. Oh, I don't think any of the three of us like it. But, nope. but but let me ask you this: We every year we all get into a redraft uh, league with someone who takes Aaron Rodgers in the first ten picks. Oh yeah, does that guy ever win? I mean, it's rare. He's got a this, hit. This is a little different. He's Aaron Rodgers has never threw fifty touchdowns. I understand that, but for years he was the consensus number one quarterback because he was consistent. I we're. Okay, Pat, but, but Patty yeah. Mahomes is like next, okay, even, next level he's got of one fantasy year. production. I, yeah. I think he's going to be a stud from here on out. I'm going to. I do clear. too, and I would not take him in round one. So don't get me wrong, but I'm not going to crucify a guy if he uses the last pick or next to last pick in round one on Patty Mahomes. I think it's a bad strategy, but I don't think it is 100 percent just failure. I, I, have, I think he could still, if he drafts well after that. It could work out, but you have to draft well after that. You've got to you've got to hit. I mean, you've got to get some hits on your running backs and wide receivers in order to get a, a quarterback that early. Well, you got to get lucky. Exactly. You know, you you have to have the uh, the the wide receiver. You know, the a rookie wide receiver, second year potential breakout guy, right? Actually, break out. You yeah, know, you, you got to hit some of those sleeper guys. Yes, absolutely. And it, don't get me wrong. Whenever I'm saying, well, you know, how often does that guy win? They do on occasion. Someone can get Kareem Hunt, right? They can get a, a rookie Kareem Hunt. That, but that's, I get it. Yeah, I, I watched him in college. Okay, but it's you're kind of getting lucky picking up a Kareem Hunt in the fourth, fifth round. Versus, you know, because you got a uh, Aaron Rodgers in the first, like you're you're getting lucky at that point. So, so. that 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 leads me right. Let we can continue with both strategies real quick. So, Arms is not liking the QB, so you're passing on names like Deshaun Watson and Andrew Luck that are going late round two, early round three. You're yeah, passing on those guys, absolutely. right? Now, if one of them started you. falling down into the fourth, one of those guys, right? Then that that does yeah. change my tune a little bit, which is where Baker's at. And yeah. Baker threw almost thirty touchdowns as a rookie, so and he I, didn't I'm not hating him as a fourth. He didn't he didn't play sixteen games, say, 10, 11 games. Nope. Yep. Now, after Baker, where is where it gets dicey. Like I like Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan's a fifth rounder. Then you got names like Carson Wentz, Cam, Kyler Cam Murray. Sixth. Oddly enough, you got Cam in the sixth. Cam in the sixth below oh. Kyler. I'm all hands but, off, Cam, yeah. Cam. Be honest with you. And then it goes to James. I think Winston. he's still going to be just as good. I mean, DJ Moore is going to have a good year. Samuel's going to keep getting targets and doing things with them. I have no worries about Cam Newton. If I can get him in the sixth, yeah, okay, yeah, but, absolutely. But let me throw this right back to you. You can get Kirk Cousins in the eighth. You can get you, Jimmy, Jimmy Rivers in the sixth. You can get Jimmy Garoppolo in the seventh. ninth. Sorry, eighth. No eighth. Philip Rivers in the eighth. So uh, I like Mitch Trubisky too. I don't mind Mitch. So, so listen, you don't grab Patty Mahomes or you miss out on Baker in the fourth or one of those other guys slips, just wait. You you got a chance to grab six or seven guys. Well, hey, Big Ben's going in the eighth. Redraft? You Give know he's going to be good this yeah, year. Yeah, absolutely. And a lot of people don't even realize this because of all the, the fire that you know came out of uh, Mahomes' arm last year, Ben Roethlisberger threw for more yards than he did. Well, he threw for he threw 675 times. 
Yeah. That was a ton. They're not going to throw that much this year. Give me that. But they're going to throw a lot. 95 times more than Patrick Mahomes, yeah. which yeah. is just insane. Which uh, he he might he might they might knock off 95 attempts this year. Very well could. And again, one of the last quarterbacks drafted and redraft right now. Like bottom bottom third is Matthew Stafford. Matthew Stafford is is proven. Last year was rough. Doesn't mean it's going to be rough again. Yeah, but they look at the injuries T, on that team. T.J. Hawkinson's there now. Yep, you've third got Hawk, year Galladay, Galladay carry on Marvin Johnson, Jones. who's very viable in the passing yep. game. Yeah, the outlaw Jesse James, he's up there. Danny Amendola. Hey, d- don't discount. He's not, Dan- he's don't not a discount bad receiver. Dan- Danny Amendola's uh, locker room presence. He's not oh, a yeah. bad teaching receiver. The, some of these young guys how to play the NFL well, game. Brandon the Powell way be. taking over uh, Golden Tate's spot. The slot. He's kind yeah. of a touted rookie. They said he's going to be good. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. I hope so. But now, right. now let's flip it real quick. Lambert strategy. Uh, so so I assume if you could get Barkley, CMC, Zeke, or Kamara, you're in, right? Absolutely. Does it cut off when you get to Melvin Gordon midway through the first round? Is that where your cutoff yeah. is? That where you're going? Yeah, I think so. Devonte Adams or Hopkins or Beckham. Yep. Oh yeah. Okay, that's where it is for me too. I, I'm not. If I can get if I can get one of those superstars, I mean, yeah, Kamara, Zeke, CMC, Saquon, I want those guys. Yeah. But if I if I have the five pick, then I'm taking Mike. Hopkins or Devonte yep. Adams or yep. Yeah. See Melvin Gordon, Le'Veon Bell, they're they're first rounders right now. David and Johnson, I'm not comfortable. Nope. Mixon Connor. Gurley all the way down at eighteen. I'd probably take him at eighteen. Oh, uh, I, I like the I like the Mixon in the second round. If I can oh, yeah. if I can nab yeah. Mixon in round two, I'm in all day yep. on that. So, Especially since it's almost mid round. Out of the first round running backs, right now you've got David Johnson going at ninth. Okay. His ADP is ninth overall. I don't hate it. I just I like Lambert. I, I like the wide receivers there. That, that's what I was going to say. Like I'm instead of David Johnson, who's had he's had injury concerns. Uh, he had the one great year, it, and it was great. He, I mean, led uh, all running backs in fantasy production. But like, it, there's been injury concerns, and last year he wasn't great. He was solid. He wasn't great. I mean, that's like I'm even passing on David Johnson, and that's that's where I'm, you know, going with a Michael Thomas or a Juju. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to be mad at you if you take George Kittle at twelfth. Oh no, you know, me neither. George Kittle, you're on to something else there. Kittle to me and you, number one tight end in my book. Yeah. George Kittle is the number one tight end in fantasy this year, and he's going the only after Ertz and Kelsey. <laughs> the, the only thing that knocks George Kittle down a little bit possibly is the prospect of Tyreek Hill. Not playing at all this year based on suspension. You know, oh, I know it's gonna be for Kelsey could just have so many targets, it's insane. So that's a possibility for Kelsey. But you know, for as much activity as he's gonna get, you know, I still think I like Kittle for staying healthy. There's no wide receiver in San Francisco that scares me away from Kittle. I like Dante Pettis just right. fine. I love Debo, but Kittle's the guy. I still guy. think he's he's the number one there. He, I see yeah, some regression. Option. Um. Or, or even you I know don't. some some. I think he may flatline. I don't, I don't see him growing from what he had this year. That'll but be he's hard, still, but I'll he's take still that a flat. superstar. Yeah, but uh, with that being said, Lambert, um, I believe Kittle had like five touchdowns last year. Yeah, yeah, five touchdowns. You know, he had eighty-eight receptions, thirteen hundred seventy-seven yards on one hundred thirty-five targets, and only five touchdowns. The monster. I can that see he the is. receptions staying there. 
the yards come down a bit, and I could see touchdowns going so, up. Yeah, for I sure. Too. I, I yeah. feel like he's right in, you know, got to be in that. Well, no, I'm not saying he should be the number three tight end. I think he is definitely number one or number two just because Kelsey could see volume. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't hate if somebody puts Kelsey ahead of Kittle, but I do have Kittle one on my board. So to try to keep it in some sort of order, <clears throat> you know, I, I mentioned Johnson where I'd pass on him. Uh, look for later on, you know, go wide receiver there later on, try to get a Freeman or, you know, a Nick Chubb or something like that. Um, what do you guys think about um, Odell Beckham? You comfortable where he's at around 10? Yeah, uh, I, I, yeah I like him at 10. I'm okay with it too. Because again, going back to a, a past show, Baker Mayfield's his quarterback now. I know that Eli's not there to pepper him the ball, but that that offense in New York more three and outs than Cleveland's going to have this year. I guarantee it. So, I mean, Odell's going to have just as many opportunities to catch the ball from a better quarterback that can get his team into the red zone. Give me, a, I'm, I'm fine with Odell there. I think, I think according to the ADP here, I might put Julio over him, but I have no problem with Odell at 10. I yeah. put Julio and Michael Thomas and Juju above him, but that's actually more of because I think Baker Mayfield is that much better of a quarterback to where he won't lock on. Yeah, like he's going to find who's open. He's getting him the ball. Whether he, he is, but you get moving Jarvis Juju Landry. ahead of him, I I struggle with that. But Hall of Fame quarterback, I I'm with you. I, I get it. I don't get me wrong. Juju is definitely a great receiver, but putting him above Odell, I'm 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 just not comfortable doing it. Uh, I'm close. I, I've got him real real yeah. close, but I'm comfy either way. If somebody takes Juju ahead of me and Odell sitting there, I'm okay. I'm not upset. Right. I don't have uh, OBJ's you know best year in front of me, but it couldn't have been much better than 1,426 yards and seven touchdowns. Well, no, and he's never couldn't played be much the full better. Season. You know he's what I mean? He's never played all 16 games either. <laughs> exactly. So, um, like I said, as as we go down, you, you guys kind of same theory on Le'Veon Bell. Let him, you know, if he falls to you later, won't take him. He's not going to fall. I don't think he'll fall to where I'd grab him. But sure, if he falls to the end of round two and I'm there. Who are you taking, my guys Nick Chubb gone? or Lev Bell? I really redraft. Oh, man, redraft. Pro- probably Lev Bell, mm. just because he's safer. Yeah, I don't know. Even with the Jets, I think he's safer. But it's, even with Gase, even even with crazy Gase, it, it's a barely for me. But Lev Bell, we can't forget his passing game chops. Right. Here's the thing. Well, I just, Nick Chubb can catch too. I'm mean, granted they still have Duke Johnson. Yeah, Cleveland's but, gonna come but back. the Jets have no one behind Lev Bell that is even close to a threat. It's Ty Montgomery. Yeah, and he's hot garbage. We all know. Well, that. I like McGuire better than Montgomery, but yeah, they McGuire's say he's on the roster. He, they say he's on a roster bubble. He anyway. probably him is. Him and Cannon. And, and then in Cleveland, you got Duke. Cream Hunt comes back. I mean, I don't want to get myself in a position where Lev Bell, with his new team, figures it out and becomes Lev Bell of Steelers form weeks 8 through 13. And meanwhile, Chubb sharing with Kareem Hunt. If that happens, I think Chubb will run away with it. Don't get me wrong. But that's but just if Kareem Hunt comes back in full Kareem Hunt form, he's good enough to make a timeshare. with can't, any, can't keep him off field. Yeah, with just about any yeah. running back in the league. There's about three or four guys that keep him off field. That's why that's I love it. that Mixon most, position. And most of those guys are in Cleveland bars right now. Exactly. <laughs> but that's why I love that Mixon position. Like, if, if I can get Mixon and not have to worry about either one of them, yeah. like, I ain't worried about Bell. I'm not worried about, you know, Chubb if I can lay in Mixon. Where are you at on Connor? They got uh, Connor right behind Mixon. 
Con- Connor's in the conversation. I, like I would Connor. I would still take Connor over Gurley right now. I would take Connor over Dalvin Cook, who's a little behind him at an ADP of twenty four easily. Uh, I like Connor over Chubb. Just redraft if it's dynasty. I like yeah. Chubb. Yep. But I, I like See, Connor I a lot. I don't. I don't like Dalvin Cook being that high. No, I don't either. Uh, so he's uh, being the, drafted at twenty one. And before we get, average ADP of twenty yeah. twenty four, so twenty to twenty four. Well, I'm, I'm just going down the. Yeah, I got you. So um, I'm I'm actually going to stop right above him, and uh, it's Zach Ertz with an average ADP of twenty four, twentieth uh, on this list. Um, I'm passing on Zach Ertz right there. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Zach, I've, I've got written pass. Goddard Goddard's going to start eating some targets. Okay, so that that's what I'm saying. Like Hard pass. Goddard, our second white side. There's. I just feel like it. I don't. This think is Alshon's second year. Third year, third year in Philly, third year, yep, in, Philly, third year in Philly. But I just feel like the, it, when you see what's sitting there, you know, and you can get a few picks later, Kittle, or you can have Antonio Brown. You know, if you're going to go for a quarterback, and you've still got you know Andrew Luck sitting there, possibly Deshaun Watson sitting there. Like, even though I'm a pass on uh, a quarterback kind of guy, I, if I know I can get another solid quarterback, you know, all the way down in the fourth round, I can get OJ Howard. Yeah, like I'll I'll let what I believe is going to be a regression on Ertz this year. I'll let someone else, you know, take take the shot at him and bolster a different position. Address it later. Address Titan a little bit later. So. I'm digging it. I like. Yeah, it. I I'm definitely I like Ertz. Like if I didn't get a tight end, if I didn't grab Kittle or Kelsey, and Ertz is still there at the end of round three, and I'm happy with my draft and don't like anyone else, I might be taking him, but. There's there's some tight ends that are on my radar that feel, I'd be okay missing. I, out I feel on like Ertz. if yeah, I was gonna say I feel like after if you miss on the on Kittle and Kelsey, it's it's pretty much just it's waiting at that point. Don't don't panic and grab Ertz. Yeah, no. I mean, if you see somebody go bam, knock Kittle out, take Kelsey. Don't don't feed into it. Don't try and get a run of tight ends going. Don't panic and try and get, get Ertz just because and, he's... And listen, I think we can admit this might be more of a dynasty strategy. I mean, redraft, I am still comfortable with Ertz. I don't think Goddard's going to be the guy. Until... Oh, no, no, I'm not saying he's going to be the guy. I'm just saying they're going to run more two tight end sets, and Goddard's going to get some catches. And they got Deshaun Jackson now. Yeah. And I'm not saying Deshaun Jackson's a well, world they have, beater. They but have a running game. They got Sanders and Howard now. They're they've got a fuller team to where right. Ertz isn't going to have to be leaned on. He could turn back into to Ertz of two years ago. Yep. It could be more of a complimentary thing than the whole offense. What I look at with Ertz sitting there is who who's around him that's got value, and then I just scroll all the way down to pick one oh six and see Vance McDonald sitting there without all the Antonio Brown targets. That is not where I was going. And and, <laughs> and there's no Jesse James there anymore. And all of a sudden, you've got Vance McDonald you know, somewhat featured in that offense. I know he's a little bit down the list, but you know, bolster other positions and pass on Ertz. I, I'm just, that's just my thought. I'm passing on Ertz in the, in the first two rounds. Easy. I'm, looking. I'm, I'm always trying to win a position. Yes. So if I can get one of those top four running backs, obviously I'm winning that position. The RB one, yeah. don't get me yep. wrong. Yep. Tight end, I, most of the time I punt that. Just because if I can get if I can win a wide receiver two or wide receiver three, if I can if I can beat every team in the league with one of on that position, 
then I'm comfortable punting. Yeah, if you're winning game. running back and you're winning wide receiver, yes. you're winning the game. Yes. Well, and if you don't punt it completely, which I'm okay punting it completely. Well, when I say punt, I mean yeah, the, you know, the end. Grabbing like an Njoku or a Vance McDonald. I like Vance McDonald at 106. That's insane. Well, here's this. Uh, you can punt the position for what is almost the first 10 rounds. Yeah. You could go Ebron in the seventh, which I'm much more comfortable with than taking Zach Ertz in the second. Exactly. You can go Njoku in the eighth, which, again, I'm much more comfortable with take, than taking Ertz in the second. Jared Cook's just a couple people ahead. Hawkinson's in the 11th. Who would you Who would you rather have, Cook or Njoku? Me personally, Cook, because I still I still think Cook, I still I like the landing spot. Yeah, I think the talent is fine, not great. Right, I'm okay with Cook. Everybody's down on him. I'm okay with it, but give me Hawkinson in the eleventh. I'm a, I'm going to pass. Like, I mean, it, he, further down than him, you've got Noah Fan an average pick of you know one thirty three. Greg Olson's one forty six. Yeah, Ian, Ian Thomas I think is is the future there Thanks starting so. now. But, as but, far as tight ends go, I, I believe the the point is that uh, there's uh, there's more value there that you can pass on Ertz and be be okay. Yes. So yeah, it, I don't I won't say punt the position, but I'll wait, wait. a long yep. time. I'll, I'll let other guys go off the board. Yeah. Before I go after a tight end, I think Hawkinson's going to buck that whole rookie tight end trend. I mean, I think he's going to be Evan fine. Ingram did. I, I think I think anymore you're seeing breakouts happen sooner. Tight end's always been a position that you have to wait years. Yeah. For a tight end to develop. I mean, look at what Ebron did. He was five years in. Yeah, it took, well, I mean. And Probably an offensive scheme offensive change. Offensive scheme change. Um, Andrew Luck. The, the, Andrew Luck is literally like, I wish there was a good comp, but he's Yoda. like. Huh? Yoda. Yeah, I guess. I, I was thinking more of like, Andrew Luck is the black Zilla, and tight ends are thin white girls. Like, <laughs> like he. No one loves, no one loves tight ends like Andrew Luck. Just like no one loves thin white girls more than Blackzilla. Okay. So, All right. Anyhow, Andrew Luck loves <laughs> tight ends. And, and Eric Ebron was fine. Too. Eric Ebron was great in year one. Right. What's he going to do in year two? Yeah. I don't care if Jack Doyle Mo, was Mo hurt. Alley Cox is going to put up points. Yeah. So, seventh round, Ebron. Yeah, I'll take that over second round, Ertz. Yep. I mean, heck, fifth round, Evan Ingram. I'm not comfy with Evan Ingram. I In Dynasty, see, I am. I can see him even Redraft falling a little not. bit past the fifth, though. That's that's another thing with him. Is his actual ADP I can see is 66, him falling from there. Yeah. which puts him in the sixth round. So, what are what are some surprises looking through the first three rounds of the ADP? Which the ADP, by the way, we got this from fftoolbox.com, one of my favorite places to get ADP early. You can find it there before you can find it a lot of places. But what is there that's surprising rounds one through three? I, I personally was kind of surprised that Dalvin Cook was as high as he was. Like I oh, know, yeah. I know yep. a lot of people were high on him. That surprised me. Leonard Fournette still going in the third. That's, and when he that's plays, shocking. he is so good, though. Not really. When he plays, he is he is a top twelve running back all day long. Not really. Yes. Last year there was a handful of games he just let you down. He's like he's touchdown dependent anymore. I don't think so. I th- if he's not scoring twice, he's not doing much for you. And, and I worry. I, I would be worried to death if I drafted Leonard Fournette 
Even Damian Williams. I would take Fournette over Williams, though. The ADP is right here. Give me Williams. Really? But I don't want either one of them in the third. I'm looking at Amari Cooper sitting at 30th. You know, average ADP of about 34th, but, you know, we're ranking him by, you know. Ahead of Stephon Diggs. Yeah. That's shocking. Ahead Ahead of of Brandon Cooks. I'm not even comfortable with that. Allen. You know, AJ Green ahead of AJ Green, which I don't like AJ Green I this like, year. I like the volume that Cooper's gonna get, but he was he, he was inconsistent last year, like he has been his entire career. He yeah. will win you several weeks and then turn around and lose the following one for yep. you. And that's why I would rather have Diggs, Keenan Allen, even T.Y. Hilton. Brandon uh, Brandon Cooks is kind of boomer bust also, but yeah, I mean, but from a consistency standpoint, if they're similar type guys, but one thing Brandon Cooks has done is always got a thousand yards. That's true. Yep. You know, you can't you say the same for Murray Cooper. AJ you know Green. You know, guy I'm comfortable jumping all the way up to Cooper's spot is Galladay in the fourth. I am that very comfortable. Me. I'm very comfortable moving Galladay all the way up to the high end of the third and passing on Amari Cooper. Are you passing on Thielen? For Galladay, no. Okay, here's what I but see. But I got Galladay right behind him and Diggs. Okay, so I've y- above Keenan Allen. Yeah, really. Yeah, I like I, Mike Williams uh, a lot. Okay, if I, and I'm worried about. See, that I'm taking Keenan Allen over Galladay, and I love Mason <coughs> Galladay. You know, I love Mason I, yeah, Galladay. But Hunter Henry's back. Oh no, no, I get Melvin it. Gordon catches passes. Mike Williams is going to break Eckler. out. Eckler's there. Galladay is like. Numero numo, numero uno yeah. in Detroit to me, and I and I want that. I want those targets. I tend to agree, but back to Amari Cooper, so I can pass on him in the third, and still get Calvin Ridley or Chris Godwin in the fifth. That look at my notes. Ridley capitalized. Godwin capitalized. Fifth capitalized. There is where if you. If you want to go running back, running back, rounds one and two, and then in round three, grab your tight end. If you're able to grab Ridley and Godwin as your next two as your two wide receivers, wow. I'm okay with that. Yep. Yeah. Like yeah, there, there's, there's a strategy. That w- that would win your wide receiver two, wide receiver three. Those two guys. Yeah, maybe one sure. and two. Mm-hmm. Like I'm I'm fully behind Calvin Ridley hundred percent. Yeah. I think with Calvin Ridley and Chris and Godwin, Godwin. We're, we're looking yeah. at two 90-plus catch guys, two 1,100-yard uh, receiving, and probably at or near double-digit touchdowns. They seem to use Godwin a lot in the red zone last year. Yeah, and Godwin, there's so many targets up for grabs in yeah. Tampa Bay. I believe it's yeah. like 105 yeah. that, that went away with uh, with Humphreys. And you may not be able to say that for the, the Ridley side of that, but the guy's going to be elite. The talent is going to overpower the options in Atlanta, in my opinion. Ridley and Godwin, if you can come out of your draft sitting pretty at running back and tight end before round four and five, and you nab Ridley and Godwin, I, I give you a 70% chance to win your league. Oh, you're you're definitely doing fine. Yeah. Not great. You know, 70%, you know, it's kind of like a Sex Panther thing. Like, you're going your, you're going your league 100% of the time, 70% of the time. But... It's a strategy, nonetheless. So, tell me about um, <coughs> in the Sorry. in the third and even moving down into the fourth. You've got Carryon Johnson. You've got Marlon Mack. Uh, a lot of people don't like Aaron Jones. I don't. And That's Josh I. and Josh Jacobs. Like that. Those are guys that I'm targeting. Is that you know you y'all can have Dalvin Cook. 
I'll take one yep. of the one of those guys yep. and be ecstatic with it. So maybe uh, Aaron Jones finishes with uh, you know with more games played than than Dalvin Cook, which is very likely. So I'm worried about it still being a committee in Green Bay. I am too. That's that's my only hitch like on, Jones. on Jones. Jones is kind of a hard pass for me right now. He's in Devontae Freeman territory, and it's not. I'd rather have Jones than Freeman, you but want I'm, Jones I'm still or worried. Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry. Yeah. Yeah. I think they're going to commit to him. I'll, okay. I'll trade back out of that pick. But well, I mean, I would rather have AJ Green. I mean, if I'm if I'm sitting in the fourth and I've got Aaron Jones. AJ Green and Derrick Henry staring at me. I'm I'm taking AJ Green. I I love Mac, Marlon Mack and Josh Jacobs sitting there that late. Absolutely like, in the, in oh, the yeah. third and fourth round. I'd yeah. pass over Damian Williams, Leonard Fournette, Dalvin Cook. Uh, who else? Aaron Jones. I'd pass over him easy. I'd pass on carry on for those two guys. Uh, I don't know about carry on. But, I would. But what I will say is, guys, we're not telling you to reach into the second round to get Josh Jacobs. Or Marlon Mack. No, we're telling you to wait. We're telling be patient. You. Yeah, be patient. Those guys, you know, based on ADP, they should be there. So that's where, you, you know, if you're bolstering your wide receiver position, you know, let's say you got a solid running back at the first spot. The next two rounds, you go wide receiver. In the fourth round, you've still got, you know, Josh Jacobs possibly. Uh, even, I'm not the biggest fan, but Derrick Henry's still sitting there. Like, don't, wor- don't worry about stretching out there to – Oh, and I, I, I've got to take Dalvin Cook because he's there in the third. No, no, no you don't. Yeah, and another Better way of putting it. Later. Another way of putting it: Dalvin Cook, uh, Damian Williams, Leonard Fournette, Marlon Mack, Aaron Jones, Josh Jacobs, on Johnson could all end up in the same exact tier at year's end. So yeah. why reach for a Dalvin Cook when you could grab somebody just as good almost two rounds later? That's the strategy. That's a, you got to pass on some of these bigger names. And take the chance on the Marlon Mack or the Josh Jacobs, or I mean, it becomes the best player available situation. You yeah. know, don't re- don't reach for a guy; just take the best player available. I feel like Sony Michelle, even yeah, Sony Michelle. What's he going in the fifth round? Fifth round. Yep. Fifth round. Good lord! I mean, <laughs> David Montgomery, fifth round. I mean, uh, there, there's Philip value. Lindsay is in the uh, the fifth round. Yep. Darius Geis is in the sixth. Mark Ingram. In six, I mean, listen. I, I don't know. I, Ingram doesn't doesn't tickle my fancy at but all. But we're not no. just trying to throw names Tariq at you. Cohen does. We're just explaining. Miles Sanders in the seventh. Eh, we're I'm just, I, like, I like it. We're just explaining why being patient. You know, instead of reaching for for well, ADP says it's take this the guy. known commodity. Don't take. I mean, there's still questions around Dalvin Cook. Correct. That's yeah. the reason I'm not taking him that high. Take take someone you know is going to produce. Yeah. I mean, Dalvin, carry on. You you could have a Kenny Galladay. Take your you could chances have later. Cooks. Take your chances later. Correct. You could have AJ Green. I yeah. mean, there's 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 decisions that you can round off better. Like you can take an AJ Green and later grab a guy that if he goes down could step right in like Tyler Boyd did last year. Maybe it's a Josh Malone. Maybe it's a Get, uh, dude from Florida State, tall. Alden Tate? Alden Tate. You, you oh, just yeah. never know. Yeah. I mean, you, yep. you could grab a guy. You could grab protection for nothing, but you can't grab running back protection for nothing. If you draft Dalvin Cook, you better take Alexander Madison Yeah, round 8, 9, or 10. Yep. Yeah, because someone's going to do it to you if you, you don't. You draft right. Fournette, you better grab uh, Rick, Rick well Armstead. Yeah. Yeah, Armstead. But if you draft A.J. Green, 
you can grab his possible replacement off waivers. waivers. Yeah. I mean, if if you really want to protect him, but some of the running backs you have to protect. Well, like you said, Lamar Miller, Dante Foreman. Yeah. What are you spending on Foreman? I mean, you got to grab him oh, in yeah. the last three or four rounds. Yep. He's not a free agent. No. Strategy. Strategy. So, um, got some strategy. As I'm working my way down the list here, you know, I see AJ Green at 41. I don't hate the spot for him, but for me, there's still Robert Woods after Kenny Galladay after. I mean, I don't. I'll pass on all shares of Tyreek Hill for multiple reasons this year. I feel like there's more trouble coming. Um, you Edelman. Know, Edelman is a producer. Edelman, even with Nikhil Harry coming I, in, I mean, Edelman's still going to produce. Even to go a few it's rounds kinda, later, you kind of. Round four for Edelman, though, at his oh, age. Oh, I think it's high. I'm just saying he's going to produce. But, as long as he don't age out. Once again, you, then after even after those guys, you still have Tyler Lockett, who's going to get a lot of targets this year. You know, Ridley, Godwin, as we said, Cooper Cup's going 62 right now. I mean, this 62nd player off the board on average. Come on. Yeah, that's that's insane. I, I had him start as well. Like, that, that's an atrocity. atrocity. Tyler Boyd at ADP of 74? That's ridiculous. Like, you you tell me you're going to pass on Tyler Boyd for names like Sammy Watkins, DJ Moore, Tyler Lockett. Tyler Lockett's the most disgusting thing I see on this ADP. He's efficient. <laughs> I'm sorry. Is he? In a run-heavy a run heavy offense. The most he run- got a fluky 10-touchdown season on 50-some catches. Oh, no, no. I get, I'm not on the Lockett like train. I, I, like, round four for Tyler Lockett. Are you kidding me? He's going ahead of Ridley and Godwin right now. That's crazy. That's disgusting. Yes. I know there's Lockett well, he's not fans even the best there. wide receiver on their team. Pass it's on Metcalf. Lockett unless he has a three what? to four round. Don't fall. start with me, Arms. What? It's Metcalf. Zacharias? <laughs> DeKalen Zacharias? DeKalen Zacharias? No, he's not. He's one trick pony. Anyhow, but yeah. There, Something else I'd like to get into. Arms, you're saying take best player available. Yes. I get behind that 100%. You know why? Because Same. you're drafting. You're drafting in. June, July, August. August is kind of late. You want to be, you, you obviously want to get your drafts going before then. But you are not weak at a position in the offseason. So do not think, I have to get a running back here. I have to get a wide receiver here. I have to get a tight end because I don't have one. No, you don't. You can trade later. Exactly. Take the best player available. And then once your lineup's filled out, say, okay, now I can start working some trades, start filling in holes where right. I need them. Yeah, and you can play that trade game. You can grab that third running back that's a running back two with all intentions of exactly. upgrading Exactly, not position. even keeping him. Yeah. That's one of my strategies, too. I just don't like doing it a lot. I like doing it with, like, one player. Grabbing one guy that kind of screws someone else to where they're like, dang it, now I don't have a running back two. Yeah. Well, you will when we're done trading. Or even even if you know someone in your league wants someone arms really bad. Arms. You grab that guy. And later on, you you think how you can upgrade a position that you have you by dealing this guy. You love carry on. I traded you carry on for like one oh six in this year's rookie draft. It was like Andy. one. It was one. It was like one oh six and eight. I didn't rip you off by any means. It's it's a <laughs> I very. Felt like I it, came out well. It worked out for both of you. I think so too. Like I'm very high on Miles Sanders. I'm very high on Devin Singletary. I only I only say that because I know, I know the team construction. So it worked out great for both of you. I agree. I'm just glad you got your guy. 
Yeah. But, I mean, you know, and, and I'm glad I, I got myself two guys that I think can be something, but there's a chance that neither one of them ever become carry on Johnson. But it was a good deal for both of us. You got your guy. I got to play around in the draft, which I had no picks. So I, I love the. All right. We've got the Browns fan in here, and it's, you know, okay. So I'm going to take Baker about, you know, five picks earlier than he should. This guy oh, yeah. knows he's coming to him, and I go up and nab Baker. Not a bad strategy there either. And because and a Browns guy is giving the world for Baker. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, he, he may have taken Patrick Mahomes in the first, but you're like, listen, I'll do Baker and Njoku. Give me Patrick Mahomes. Okay, okay, okay. I mean, that's a little bit extreme, but it's not. I don't think it is. I think that's solid. No, that's that's why you play that game. Yeah. I traded Baker to I wasn't Bruning, but in another league. Big time Browns fan. Really had to have Baker. Um I don't remember exactly what I nabbed out of him. I'll figure it out, but you keep on going. Well see that that's the thing too. Whenever you're trying to trade, if if you've got guys, get your guy. Who cares what you pay for him? Get your guy. If it doesn't make your team worse, go get that guy. Yeah, absolutely. One thing I can tell you is, you know, think about the diehard fan bases. Those are the the people who are going to give up the world for oh, somebody. Yeah. Yep. Like, you're going to end up with Alvin Kamara and something for Zeke. You're like, what? Okay. You're, you're going to give me Zeke and, or, you know, Alvin Kamara and something else? A little bit extra? Yeah, sure, I'll do it. Yeah, so. be very aware of the teams that are loved by guys drafting behind you. Yeah, and it, you know you're not going to find a lot of I Eagles mean, fans who are willing to pay a premium. You're not going to find a lot of, uh, you know, it's like the Browns fans will do it, the Steelers fans a lot of times will yeah. do it, the Cowboys fans will always do it, you know. But I mean, Green Bay fans, oh no, I mean MVS is going to be a star. Okay, oh, oh that, that's another guy for me. That was someone that I thought was a little low underpriced I, oh, at 137 I got, I got him marked as a steal which i'll go through some of my steals here in a bit but marquez Valdez scantling in round 12 to me that's a steal that's a potential wide receiver three that you can get in round 12 so see i look for him i, I look for him to be over geronimo i'm not drafting him above, above geronimo I, I am i think mvs will will do better so, so to recap, we're all going to probably wait on quarterback, okay? And Unless Baker's there in the fourth, and I feel like I've had a good draft through three rounds. Yeah. Like, I'm very happy with my two receivers or my two running backs and my one of the other. But do you think Baker's the number two? You know what I mean? He's not. You know, you got to go with an Andrew Luck. No, but the Luck and Watson are high round three, back in round two. So if I can get Baker in four... I'm okay with that. I, I probably I probably would strike the iron on Baker. Where where I'm going with this is for the most part passing on uh not going to reach for a quarterback. Most quarterbacks. Baker's probably going to get drafted ahead of me, so I'm with you. And and I'll just go to kind of recap through four rounds. My passes are going to be Ertz, Cook, Fournette, Williams, Amari Cooper, uh AJ Green. Th- those are my first four rounds. I'm going to pretty much let all the and let all those guys kind of go past I've me. I've got to pass on T Y Hilton as well. That's just, See, I'm taking green. I'm taking green above some of these guys. You're a Bengals fan. That's not. No, I'm not. I was. <laughs> you're, 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 you're you're still a Bengals fan. Like, but he's still a top producer. He's a top ten wide receiver. Is he? Yes. Look it up last year. Come on, look it up. How many games did he play last year? I'm just saying. I, I look at look at the previous I seven don't, years. I, 
Yes, now he's old. He's not that old. He ha- When's the last time? Antonio Brown. Look at how old it he was, is. All I'm saying is with A.J. Green, it's been like since 2014 since he played a full, a full saying, season. Just saying, A.J. Green is still a top producer. If he's healthy. If I can get him in the fourth, yes, I'm ecstatic. Uh, okay. Whenever he's sitting there in the fourth, I'll gladly take Chris Godwin a few rounds later. Or a round later. Right, and I'm going to have 12 people between A.J. Green and Chris Godwin where they scored. All right. Wide receivers. This was kind of risky on my part. The Baker Mayfield trade I was talking about. Here, I thought you fleeced him. I didn't fleece him, but uh, I, I did. I did land pick one hundred four. Now roster makeup again. I landed pick one hundred four and Lamar Jackson for Baker. That doesn't sound that great. Yeah, it does. I feel does like it? you have. Wait, you have Baker? or he had Baker. Oh, you I had Baker. He dealt Baker oh, okay. for Lamar. The right. Nope. No, but, 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 but listen, listen, I dealt Baker to get 104 in Lamar Jackson. My other quarterbacks are Drew Brees, Dwayne Haskins. So, I mean, Brees, Brees is the now. Lamar and Haskins are the future. And with pick 104, I believe someone slipped to me. I'll find that out later, but... Well, it's not Harry. It's not Jacobs. So you're going to get a, a Singletary. Monty or, or yeah, Montgomery, Sanders. Sanders something. What kind of league doesn't designate the R beside the rookies in my fantasy league? What's that all about? Rookies. Designate it. <laughs> Sounds like a rookie commission. No doubt. Get your crap together. Yeah. So anyhow, um, so as far as steals, as we're moving, you know, in the fourth round, obviously you're still paying for premium players, so to speak. Um, get steals in the fifth, sixth, seventh round. I mean, as we we already discussed, uh, Ridley Godwin. Um, I think Ingram, you know, probably right around where he should be at, at 60th. Um, I like Darius Geis at 64th. I do think that I'm with you. I think yeah. Mike Williams at 66 is probably a little bit of a steal. I would, I would honestly put Mike Williams up around Godwin. Yeah. I mean, lower, obviously, but, but I'd still put him up there. He should be in the conversation. I will tell you. Uh, I don't. I, so the ADP has Hunter Henry at sixty-five, Mike Williams at sixty-six. I don't see grabbing Hunter Henry before Mike Williams. I was getting ready to say it's I, a proven commodity against someone coming off, you know, every injury every year. Yeah, like I, I'm going to completely pass on Hunter Henry. I've said it in a previous episode. Um, prove you can be healthy. Uh, that, that's all I'm asking. If you can prove you can be healthy, there's a lot of guys in the NFL, came in the NFL who were studs in college or have had one-hit wonder-type years and have never been able to put it together after that. If we take out the one, I think he had like an 8-10 touchdown year. Other than that, Hunter Henry's done nothing in the NFL except for be injured and give a lot of fantasy owners a lot of hope and a lot of disappointment. Yep. So I will absolutely pass, and that's where I'm going to take – you know, Njoku way later, or Vance McDonald way later. I like Cooper Cup sitting at 62. I mean, I know we already touched on it, but but in the sixth round, Cooper Cup, absolutely. Uh, another steal that I, as it fell, I can't, can't even find him now. He's so far down. Oh, James White at 70? Yes, I, that's who I was going to talk about next. If you're playing PPR, James White is right there at 70. Come on. that When you go zero running back, you get your three stud wide receivers. James White's who you're going to target. James White, Kenyon Drake. I mean, you're playing PPR. 
James White is is a monster. He, he is. I'm a little I'm a little scared of him this year though. But I'm not going on the zero running back uh, bandwagon here. So let's say that you take your first three rounds as as wide receiver. You could, in theory, end up with you know David Montgomery or Sony Michelle and Darius Geis or James White, like a combination Phillip of those Lindsay. guys. I'm not going to say you're going to be ecstatic about your running backs, but you're going to be so far They're ahead of wide receiver. Yeah. And those guys have a ton of upside. I mean, Chris Carson very quietly had over 1,000 yards and I believe over 10 touchdowns last year. Nobody wants to give Chris Carson any love, but at the end of the day, he was the best running back all year long for the Seattle Seahawks. Yep. Nobody talks about him. I mean, he finished, yeah, it was nine nine touchdowns. Uh <laughs> What more? Eleven hundred and fifty-one yards. He only had two hundred forty-seven carries. I mean, it's not like he got Zeke-type carries. He was fifty shy of Zeke. I mean, I don't think Carson just completely relinquishes the job. I mean, let somebody, you know, let somebody go after uh, Rashad Penny. I, I, I would, if I was going to get Carson, I'd like to have both of them. But you know what? As of right now, Chris Carson's still the starting running back in Seattle. Yeah, it, it's going to be a committee. But they're still going to be the team that runs the ball the most. Yeah, That's all yes. there is to it. Especially, especially without Doug Baldwin. That's why I don't. That's another reason I don't like Lockett. Like Rashad Penny's going to be fine. Carson's going to be fine when healthy. Yep. Travis Homer is like a sleeper. Yeah. Of somebody that could actually, you know, if if Chris Carson goes down, Travis Homer could be relevant. There's just it's Seattle. Yeah. Well, it's, the, that's all. Something we say. also have to realize is, okay. Lockett is not Doug Baldwin. He's not as good as Doug Baldwin. Baldwin was the de facto number one there. Do you think that Lockett's going to be able to break away from a cornerback one? You know, if you're in theory focusing on him, do you think that that's going to be, you know, someone that the opposing defenses are uh, have to double cover? No. No. One on one lockdown coverage with. Three quarters of the freaking uh, cornerbacks in the league, the number one cornerbacks on team, are going to shut down Tyler Lockett. Yeah, uh, I agree. Can we also just, talk I, about Dak going ahead of Drew Brees? Ugh. Dak, don't get me wrong, consistent top quarterback. After but going ahead of Drew Brees, after getting Amari Cooper, he ha- he ended up. After the Cooper trade, it's like the sixth quarterback in fantasy for the rest of the year. I'll give Dak credit where it's due. He, no, no, he I'm, had I'm a saying solid he, year, but he's consistently in the top ten. But Drew Brees is consistently in the top five. Yeah, I, I, I don't see it there. I once again, that's where I start. If I can't get one of the big three or four, that hell, I, he's going before Big Ben. Yeah, if I can't get one of the, the number what two, three fantasy quarterback last year, yeah. But if I can't get one of those, you know, big two or three that I yeah. that I'm you know in love with, there's Mahomes, Luck, uh, Watson, and you know Dak's going to be late. He's, someone's going to get him late yeah. because he doesn't get the respect he deserves. He does deserve respect, but it's it's not just a lot, but. it's just a very unsexy pick at quarterback. Absolutely, it, it's it's like solid. Like what you're you you're going to get solid Roma numbers. Was never a sexy pick either. Yeah, but I was never a Romo owner. I mean, it's it sucks at Christmas. It's functional. You needed it. Yeah. But guess what? You weren't happy to get it. <laughs> no. It, it wasn't that big bang gift that, that put you know all the other gifts to shame. It was practical. Yeah. You're you're like, yay, sucks. I mean and it's gonna win you some games. I'll get it. I get it. I, I just I don't 
I'll, I'll pass on Dak. He's got to really fall to me. But whenever the strategy that I use, I'm looking for people that are going to keep me in games. I'm not looking for a late-round quarterback to win me a game. I'm looking at him to not lose me a game. Just keep me in it. Let my studs carry me through. But again, Dak or Ben Roethlisberger, a full round later. It's not even close. Well, it's yeah, been. It's been. Yeah, Dak or Trubisky, they're on even. They're they're on nearly uh, even playing field to me with the weapons. I, I like Trubisky. I'll take Trubisky. Yeah, I like Trubisky too. Uh, Kirk Cousins or Dak? Give me Cousins. Kirk, give me Cousins yeah. all day. Yeah. Lamar Jackson with his legs. Uh, a full two rounds later. Who are you taking, Josh Allen or Lamar Jackson? I'm I'm I like Allen. It's so personally. tough. That's that's just a personal opinion. It's tough. I probably Allen because I think he's looked pretty good as a runner, and I think he's more of an aggressive downfield passer. So yeah. probably Allen by a hair. I think there's going to be so much progression out of Lamar Jackson this year. What's funny oh, is Darnold's I, I behind agree. both of them. Should be. I think. I agree. I agree. But I mean, he was supposedly the better quarterback. I th- and right now, I think they're on even. I think they're on an even playing field as far as like. I think they're in the same tier. Yeah, same tier. Absolutely. Which one of them could break out real life football? But I think I don't the rushing, the rushing floor of Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen is what puts them above Sam Darnold. I thought you were going to say the Russian I, quarterback. So, I was like, ooh, Chikatilo after <laughs> passing the ball down the field. So, so he throws a soft, shameful ball. I, <laughs> I feel like you know the. Everyone is in love with Josh Allen this year, and I think he showed well. Like, in love. He had eight, I think, eight rushing touchdowns last year. But let's let's just be realistic. Like he's not going to rush for a hundred yards several times this year. Lamar Miller, or not Lamar Miller? Excuse me. Lashawn McCoy was garbage last year, and he's going to be garbage this year. But they yeah. ad- but they addressed running back in this year's draft. Devin Singletary, baby. You know that there is opportunity for other people to actually run the damn football. It doesn't have to be Josh Allen getting ninety yards and hurting the people. You don't want your franchise quarterback doing that. No, they're they're going to tell mean him. he's going to do that every time. But that's what I'm saying. The floor, like I feel like the floor is a, it's a. That's not his floor. You know what I mean? Four hundred yards rushing might be realistic. I want to say he had some stupid like six seven hundred yards rushing last year. It was good. Oh no, he he had a heck of a year, but I I just don't see him duplicating on the ground what he did last year. He had 630 yards rushing last year on uh, 89 attempts and had eight rushing touchdowns. That is not happening again. Probably not. Arms, let's let give me give me some other names surprising whether you think they're a steal ADP wise or whether you think it's just too early to take them. What's what? some other guys you got? So uh, to move on to the ninth, tenth, eleventh round, I see your pin on my boy Cortland Sutton. So Cortland Sutton average uh, ADP of one hundred and one. That's insane. Like the guy is kind of the de facto number one. I understand that J- uh, Joe Flacco is not a great quarterback, but realistically, outside of Steve Smith, when's the last time he had what you would consider a really solid receiver? I believe that Sutton looked solid. Okay. Um Sutton is a number one technically on that team, and you can you can get Denver's number one at pick one hundred. Exactly. I know he's got Joe Flacco, but some of the wide receivers on this ADP chart have quarterbacks that are just as bad as Joe Flacco. 
Yeah, no, you're you're absolutely right. I mean, there, there's okay. Looking down the list, you've got who? I just saw one and I totally lost him. But Corey Davis, Corey Davis is way higher, and he's got Marcus Mariota. That's not yeah, much different than Flacco to it's me. It's far worse than Flacco is what it is. I mean, Marcus <coughs> Mariota consistently since entering the league has been a bottom twenty-five yeah, quarterback. Give me Sutton at a hundred. Damn near every statistical category, he is Sutton, not a good quarterback. Sutton at a hundred all day over Corey Davis at 73. Uh, one that, and listen, I understand that it's, I don't want to say it's rare, but it's not super common for a rookie wide receiver to come in and set the world on fire, on fire. But you got Nikhil Harry sitting at 98. Like, I feel like he should be a little bit higher based on, you know, the, the role he's taken over. Cause I feel like it's a kind of a dual role that he's going to be taken over. Uh, with as I've said before, with uh, replacing Gronk as a red zone threat, um, you know, Philip Dorsett, uh, Hogan, you know, he's going to get a lot of those targets. So, and of course, Josh Gordon, you know, he's somewhere smoking pot. I guess they're working out together. Gordon's reinstatement, the possibility of that, which I believe is horribly unlikely. Um, that that's the only worry you can have for Nikhil Harry. I'm not concerned at all about Josh Gordon ever playing in the NFL again. Not not for you know, affecting another guy's fantasy prospects. See, I'm still taking Marvin Jones over Harry. I don't like Marvin Jones. Oh, come on. The guy's done nothing but produce. Yeah. Can he get, a full got, round later I just, than a rookie wide receiver? Give me Marvin Jones. Marvin's another one of my hands-off guys. Only because Detroit is is veering more towards the, the run game and T.J. Hawkinson paving the way for the run game, and on play action, you're going to see a lot of Hawkinson. You're going to see a lot of Galladay. Marvin Jones is going to be the guy left out. Actions speak louder than words. And until they, until they start, until they play actions to Hawkinson. I don't believe a damn word you're saying. I don't believe a damn thing you're until saying. Until they Lambert. start doing it, until they start doing it, I'm picking up Marvin Jones over Fine. over that Nikhil Harry. It's okay, it's okay to be wrong. And you know what? I'm taking Austin Hooper. Over Vance McDonald, too, Arms. Well, I am, Austin too. Austin Hooper is hot garbage. No, he's not. Yeah, he no, is. No, he's not. He's consistently a Mediocre. Top... No. Yes. No, he's not consistently a top anything. He had, like, four games of top 10 production and, like, 10 outside the top 15. And still, Listen, the tight end landscape is atrocious. I hate Austin Hooper, too, but over Vance McDonald, yeah, give me Austin Hooper. Give me Vance McDonald is the only tight end of consequence in, Sh- in Pittsburgh. He really hates. He hates. I think Austin at this Hooper. point he's just doing it to stick to the narrative. Austin Hooper should get a shirt with Arms's picture on it that says he hate me. He should. Let's send. I want to get Arms a shirt of Austin Hooper because you know his cheap ass is going to wear it. Oh yeah, he wore. What did he wear, what yeah, he wear the other it. day? He wore a best bucking dad ever. My kid got me that for Father's Day. That's great. There you go. We'll have his kid give it to him. <laughs> I'm not. Listen, cra- I'm not I'll cracking you on you for wearing the shirt. I'm saying if you can wear that. Let's make his daughter get him an Austin Hooper shirt. Absolutely. Don't, don't you dare. There yes. we go. Listen, if Did Austin, her surgery if, go okay, by the way? Well, it wasn't a surgery. It was they the put, her, put her to get, sleep okay. and you took a crayon That's out of her. surgery. There's no cutting. To me, surgery is a cut. I agree. She went to sleep. That's surgery. It's a procedure if you're asleep. No. Is colonoscopy surgery? I've been cut on not been put to sleep. Is that surgery? Yes. I think if you go to sleep, that's surgery. I I, 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 I disagree. I, I feel like surgery literally requires cutting. a cutting. Yeah, it, a it, surgical it, blade. It's a procedure. If it's not, if there's no, you cutting. wear a surgical mask to do it. My that's surgery. My daughter did not wear a surgical mask because yeah. she was asleep. Oh, okay, 
I don't think the doctor wore a surgical mask to pull. I, I, don't, know. I don't know. I bet he did. I, I wasn't in there. Anyway. I saw her stuffed animal had one on, so I'm going to guess <laughs> her doctor did. <laughs> her unicorn did. My sister uh, dressed up her unicorn as, as a nurse. It was oh, pretty cool. Uh, I love it. So anyhow, dropping down the list a little bit, uh, James Washington at the end of the 10th. James Washington! Anyway. I like, like at, that high pitch, the holdout. <laughs> Thank you. At uh, pick 120, I think that that's an absolute steal. Listen, he may not win the number two job. I firmly believe he will. Um, I'm taking Curtis Samuel over him, though. You can get Curtis Samuel a whole, what, six picks later? Like me some Curtis. I'm yeah, taking Curtis Samuel. Uh, no, I, Look I, at what he, he had the same amount of targets as DJ Moore. And did more with them, and look look where DJ Moore is being drafted. I, I, I like you're where Lambert, about, I like where Lambert's going about, on that. Uh, Samuel versus DJ Moore. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. Arms now, like Samuel over Moore. I, as well. I, I like uh, Samuel over Moore as well. But what I'm saying about James Washington is just the removal of Antonio Brown. Tons of targets, like 140 targets a year, just ca- came open in uh, in Pittsburgh. Actually, about 200 once you take out Jesse James. And then if we can go ahead and remove Moncrief, Le- Moncrief's looking Hold good. Hold on, we can go ahead and lo- r- remove 100 for Le'Veon Bell. So we got 300 targets up in the air. Obviously, James Conner's getting some. Jalen Samuel's getting some. But I feel like James Washington's going to get a ton. And I what think ain't fans- no fun if my homies can't have some? My homies. Yes. What, about, what about Dante I'm- Pettis sitting at pick 84? I think that's a steal as well. I, think, I like I, Pettis I, this year. Uh, just because I don't, I don't think Debo's going to do a whole lot as rookie year. He's going to do something. Don't get me wrong. He's solid. He's but probably going to do DJ Moore something. He's probably going to have like fifty some balls, maybe seven hundred like yards, hundred sixty points. Yeah. Um, well, depending on your league scoring, but PPR. Yeah, I could see him. I, I could see him putting up some solid wide receiver three, four numbers. But, but I like Pettis there. I I agree with you. I mean, if, if you can get Pettis there, and if you're two rounds later, three rounds later, and picking up Debo, like you've got the number one there somehow, right? Yeah, and and, and you can get them both at the tail end of the draft. So, not yeah. tail end, midway through and, and later. A steal that I'm looking at that I'm loving, Anthony Miller in the thirteenth. I kind of looked over him. I'm I'm looking that, more that AJ be... Arcega Whiteside in the sixteenth. J. Jaw, Jay Jaw in the sixteenth. Do love me some J. Jaw. I don't know um, if he'll get much play this year. I think they'll run Aguilar ragged and then trade him, and then I think Sega will get some play. I, I think they'll trade him pretty quickly. I, my biggest concern with uh, Sega is that his production will not happen early. Like I feel like right. I feel Round like you, sixteen. You've got it. Well, I'm saying early in the season. I feel like you you might cut bait on him a little bit early. And come week five, six, seven, all of a sudden he starts coming on strong as, you know, kind of the number two on that team. Here's a combo that I like. You can get Deshaun Jackson in 14 and Sega in 16. You're covered. Uh, you're covered. Aguilar is yep. going to be gone. Alshon Jeffrey is inconsistent. And Deshaun's you can't, you can't rule out up, injury. He's going to have a reception for 75 and a touchdown. Or, I, I think with Carson Wentz in that offense, I, th- I think Deshaun Jackson has himself a really nice year. Oh, I'm not saying he won't. I'm saying he's 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 going to have games where he'll give you six points or twenty seven points. Like I think I think around fourteen, I'm good with that. Boy, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, at round fourteen, you're you're literally that's a backup. Yep. Yeah. Now, that, someone I forgot to point. mention earlier, Chris Herndon. You can have him in the thirteenth. 
which is yeah. and obviously that's i don't probably think, a little high i don't think he's anything comparable to uh to you know an oj howard or zach Ertz. but if you've passed 13th on, i i'm making my point i don't like if, it if you've passed on those guys <laughs> i'm not upset having herndon as, as my tight end um i think he's going to have an okay year i don't think he's going to be top five but i could easily see him getting into the top 10 and once again if you miss on the first three you it, probably really the first four at this point because I do believe uh, Howard takes a huge step forward. You're you, you're in the same spot as everybody else. The difference is you could be way ahead at wide receiver or way ahead at running back. Got some give me some more steals. So you got, you got any more steals on there? So Arms? I believe Baltimore was top 2 in uh rushing attempts in 2018 and you've got Justice Hill sitting at pick 155. You know, it, this it's a nice upside grab. I like him as a sneaky PPR. The, the, pick the theoretical, you know, the James White type player that's going to catch a lot out of the backfield. And who knows? I don't think that he's Alvin Kamara, but he has a similar type skill set. If he can be a little bit more elusive than a Mark Ingram, in a similar situation, right? Exactly. Sitting beside right. Mark Ingram. You know, Nobody's expecting a whole lot out of Justice Hill. Nobody was expecting a ton out of Inc., uh, Alvin Kamara because they had AP. Right. AP and marketing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, he could very, for next to nothing, very well return huge dividends for you. Yep. Because, I mean, let's, let's just say that Justice Hill doesn't get a lot of run, but he gets eight targets a game. Great safety blanket for Absolutely. Lamar Jackson. Yep. Yeah. Eight targets a game all of a sudden in the 15th round. Man. You are ecstatic with how, with uh, eight targets a game and five rushes a game. You know what I mean? And yeah, definitely a guy I'm looking at at the a, end of the draft. A guy yeah. like him could also, you know, chip in on special teams. He might, you know, get you a return touchdown at some point. You know, yeah, it's a stretch. I, <laughs> but my point is, there's there's value to be had there. Okay, I'll take that. I'm also looking at uh, Deshaun Hamilton, one eighty four. Yeah, Deshaun Hamilton. I mean, that's that's deep in the draft, and that could be Denver's number one wide receiver. It, it's possible. I mean, I, when when he played after Sanders went down, he played well, and I feel like he could he could have a big step this year. And he was a, a darling of the fantasy community on Twitter. Deshaun Hamilton was one of those guys that everybody had as a sleeper, and for good reason. He yeah. is a solid route runner. He is a great hands kid. There's a lot of potential for him to be the next Emmanuel Sanders. Well, from offense. week 14 on, he his lowest targets per game was eight. His lowest receptions was five. He had two touchdowns that time frame. You know, in our league uh, format where it's one full uh, full point PPR, lowest game was 9.9. And we're talking about this value at pick 185. I mean, that that is just an absolute steal right there. I, I couldn't agree more at all. And another guy, Paris Campbell, is going around 135, 133 to 136. We'll say 135. He's already caught the eye of Andrew Luck. See, they're still pretty excited about Deion Kane, though. I'm, I get that. I, I, I can't wait to Campbell see what he is, does also. Paris Campbell is, is going to be everything that they – should have made Naheem Hines be as the season progressed. Okay. Like, I really think that they can get into him. Manufactured touches. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just worried he's going to end up as a wide receiver three. I mean, even with Funches there, I think I like Campbell better than As Funches. a wide receiver three on the team or in fantasy? On the team. 
Okay. Uh, if that, it was that's fantasy, my worry. I mean, you could see. I could see. see I think Funchess is just a. I mean, if they stick him at tight end and play him and Ebron in two tight end sets, fantastic. Well, then they've got Mo Alley Cox and Doyle still. I, you can get rid of those guys. You're probably right. Funchess, what I'm saying Ebron, is you've got money. Funchess. They're still excited about Deion Kane to see what he can do. They they picked him last year. He he's he's got to show him something. But I'm just worried that Paris Campbell, being a rookie, he's not going to come out and do a whole lot. I'm worried about that. Everything I've seen so far is electric, and we got a steal. In Indy Brass saying we got a steal. But it's June, and Devontae Parker is looking good. That no one actually believes that though. I'm no bad. one actually believes that though. <laughs> Lambert's like, listen, Devontae on, Parker. Devontae Parker may be their best wide receiver, but that's saying nothing. Uh, yeah, okay. What about Matt Breida? One eighty-eight. <laughs> Hands off all Sam Fran running backs. Exactly. I mean, you've got Tev. You know, I get it. I'm just you, saying that's that's pretty late. Yeah, it is late. But I I just feel like if you if you have a have a Sam Fran running back, you almost have to have them all. That's yes. what the killer. But is. then you're guessing at which one you're starting every week. Exactly. No, I don't. I don't oh, want no, that. No, I'm hands off. But yeah, it, it's almost. It's if I need a fourth running back. Nope. It's like Brandon. a way crappier version of have, trying to get all the Seattle running backs or all the New England running backs. Yeah. You know, yeah. Okay, there's production to be had there. If I need that fourth in running to- back, give me LaShawn McCoy. In totality? Madison. Madison, you can get a few picks earlier. In totality, yes. There's Was Arm be saying something just now? Yeah, go Can't ahead. I'm just playing. Keep going. I'm <laughs> just saying, in totality, I feel like, you know, the Shanahan offense has a lot of production from the running back. We all know that. A lot, yes. of, a lot of activity in the passing game. You know, plenty of rushes, fantasy points galore, but it's I don't think it's all going to be one person. Split three ways out there of one apart. There you go. I mean, okay, let's say Breda is their goal line guy because he's probably, sadly, the best suited to do it out of the three. He might be the best running back they have. And also the most nicked up. Consistently. But he, he plays hurt. He I does. mean, at, at least he'll play hurt. Granted, McKinnon couldn't play because I mean you got to add Raheem Mostert to the mix too. He nah. looked good a few times last year. That's nah. that's the problem with the San Fran running backs. I mean, in theory, it's Tev Coleman, right? Yeah. But in theory, it's Jarek McKinnon last year. Let me yeah. let he me got ask hurt. you if 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 there was two injuries preseason, absolutely. Give me one. Give me whoever's left standing out of the three. Let me ask you both a question. Do you like splitting a pizza three ways? I mean, I mean, big, I'd rather have the whole pizza. How big is the pizza? Yeah, though? or at least half. But I don't want to split it three ways, and that's San Francisco running back right. situation. Yeah. Exactly. That's a, that's a good analogy to throw at fat people. You're welcome. Appreciate it. I agree. I agree. Uh, a couple other, I don't want to say necessarily steals, but, you know, considering the value, if you basically punt in the position, Mark Andrews would pick 168. Oh, I hate that. I feel like Isabella. you could do I feel like you could do worse. Isabella, I was going to go there in a second. I think somebody is in going. In the what? In a second. In a second. Okay. Yeah. Um. Somebody's going to lock on Royce Freeman one seventeen. I like that too. I like that because I still think it's going to be split between those two. Somebody's going to lock in with Kyler Murray. Someone is going to just. I love him, but he's way too high right now. From day one, somebody's just going to be his go-to guy. And if you look back at you know the type of guy that Murray was familiar with, it's the fast, quick you know quick twitch kind of guy. And honestly, that's Andy Isabella. I mean, he's the the most uh, Hollywood brownish player on the team. 
That's why I'm kind of hands off on Christian Kirk right now. I love Christian Kirk. I, I love. I the still talent. think as career he'll be good. I do too. A dynasty. I would love to have Kirk right. and Isabella stashed. Yeah, redraft no. No. And actually, redraft. I might stay away from Cardinals wide receivers. Period. I think I would too. Yeah. It's a scary spot to be in. Yeah, it really is. Another guy uh, digging into some of the steals. Just had it. Just lost it. D.D. Westbrook, to me, is a potential steal. I have I have a, the initials P.S. by some guys. Dante Foreman, potential steal. Yes. D.D. Westbrook, potential steal. Noah Fant, potential steal. Well, if you look, D.D. Westbrook, don't get me wrong, I'm excited to see what he does this year. But you've got Marquise Lee at yeah. 190. You've always been a Marquise Lee guy. Just saying. He's there. Scared. That late. I'm scared of him. He's he's probably going to be the number one. I like D.D. Westbrook. So as I look at the Jags receiving core, I almost view them as a more upside type situation as the San Fran running backs. Man, somebody's going to have a good year. Is it going to be D.D.? Is it going to be Keelan Cole? D.J. Chark has lead athletic talent. They kind of faded him last year. He wasn't even hurt, but they just didn't play him. But new coach, and uh, supposedly the rapport between him and Foles is better than anyone else in Foles, even though Josh Oliver is going to be his main squeeze. Yeah, so I mean, there's just see, I don't think, I don't think so. Love me some Josh Oliver. There's so many unknowns that it's almost like if you get Didi, you got to get Cole and you got to get Chark, and because one of them's going to be good. Whatever Didi wants, you're going to get it. Whatever Didi wants, you're just drawing straws, in my opinion, on these guys. So, uh, now, this is pretty late, but uh, Michael Gallup at 172. Well, that's what I was going to say. Give me some Noah Brown for free. (laughs) Oh, God. No. I'll pass on Noah (laughs) Brown, but, I mean, even at 172, I love Gallup's upside, but I don't like Dak's ability to support two wide receivers. Do you take a shot on Gallup in the kind of the theory that Amari Cooper could go down? I think so. I think Gallup has the talent. So I, I think I mean, you it's, saw it's it, not a bad dart throw. I, I think you saw it come out last year. Towards the end, they started getting him more playing time. Yeah, he's he's going to break out. I don't think it's going to be a huge breakout. Don't get me wrong, but no, I like Gallup. He's he's not putting up you know fifteen hundred yards. No, but he could easily get you eight nine. Yeah, eight nine hundred yards. You know six he's, seven. He's touchdowns. a solid bye week fill in. Yep, I'd, I'd be comfortable throwing him in for a week or two. Uh, and here's another steal. I, I apparently had glazed over him all the way to this point, but Devin Singletary at pick 162. I kind of had him listed as a PS, potential steal. I don't think that's a potential steal. I think that's an absolute steal. I think it's a potential steal. He's still a rookie. You've got TJ Yeldon, yeah, LaShawn McCoy. I'm not saying either one of those guys are going to be good, but they are in the way currently until he shows that he – Clear cut. But being is a rookie than running back veterans. is not the same as Whole bunch being of trash a rookie. Cans, no, it's not. Wide receiver or tight end. No, it's There's not. There's no. You're not waiting. That position, you can step right in and immediately produce. But yeah. we're still talking about him being him being on a team with Lashawn McCoy, who's he's got to beat out two 37 year olds and a guy who's never handled a full workload. Hey, when I'm he did, a he Devin failed. Singletary exactly. fan. I'm just saying he, he doesn't have a. 100% path to playing so time you don't want immediately. Him, you don't want him to pick 162? 
Maybe. depending. It depends Maybe. on how my draft went. Oh, my God. Maybe. If, if he's sitting there at pick 150. I'm an owner. Like, I'm, try, I'm trying to trade up to I'm get an to owner. him. Yeah. I'm an owner, but they could play the safe card with him. I love Devin Singletary. He's a running back. You don't play safe with running backs. They got a four-year shelf life. Listen. You hand him the rock and you feed it to him. You run him into the ground like they did with Eddie George, and then you ship him off and get somebody new. I'm going to give you my one fear. If there's one situation in the league this year that mirrors a situation like last year, Tampa Bay with Ronald Jones, it's Devin Singletary and Buffalo. I See, love I think him. The Ronald I love Jones him, and I drafted him. Ronald Jones has the vision of a ninety-year-old cataracts patient. <laughs> okay, that's he harsh. Could, he couldn't see a hole if he was digging it himself. <laughs> and Devin Singletary is much better, in my opinion. And I, I'm a Ronald wow. owner. I agree. I am just tempering my expectations. I'm a Devin Singletary owner in Dynasty. I picked him up everywhere I can, but. For some reason, that's redraft draws a line in the sand for me. So, uh, wow, uh, couldn't see a hole if he's digging it himself. Well, I don't. Give, I, I, I like. The, I like Rojo. I'm so, just being harsh. No, I mean he. There was a reason he didn't play last year. It just is what it is. Now, I, I don't. Did, I, did we talk about AJ Brown yet? No. No. Okay. So at pick one fifty eight, AJ Brown. Listen, can we all just agree Corey Davis is a number one wide receiver? Uh, I like AJ Brown. A healthy Mariota this year is trash. I know. I think he's going to do well. He's going to be a solid QB two. Hey, thanks for listening to the back man. I mean, we we made it like fifty minutes into this show before you made an ass out of yourself. Seventy. The goat Marigota. Seventy minutes. Marigota. He can feel his fingers this year. He's going to be able to throw a good ball. Oh, that's great. Uh, it's going to change decision-making ability? I would take him over Derek Carr. Okay. Uh, I'll take Carr all day, every day. Are we going to do this bet? Because I lost We a, will. Sure. I lost the middle last year with Dak. <laughs> I mean, hell, watch Mariota throw freaking 30 touchdowns. Probably not. But I, I think I think he will improve. He's not going to lose he couldn't the job get to worse. He couldn't get worse. Well, yeah, because he's, he's basically paralyzed from the elbow down. Okay, that never got brought up in any meeting. Last, yeah, you've heard all off season about how he couldn't feel his. Fingers. I know, but you know, whenever you're playing like trash, you don't want to maybe mention, "Hey, I can't feel my hand." That's the reason I'm garbage. Well, who are they going to put in? Anybody would have been better than him. <laughs> like I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I feel like he threw something like I don't know. Listen, we're not talking Mariota here. We're talking AJ Brown, and Corey Davis. Uh, well, I was way too freaking generous. He threw 11 touchdowns last year. 11 probably, touchdowns. Probably had more interceptions than touchdowns. He had eight. Eight interceptions. Ooh. It was it was close. Anyway. Hey, hard not to improve, though. <laughs> it is hard not to improve on that. <laughs> he could, but he my, could play three games and improve on my that. My point is there's a lot of guys out there that if we would have just in a vacuum, A.J. Brown is going to be a top three rookie wide receiver this year in a vacuum. This is before they went to any team. Yeah. Okay? Now – we he's all of a sudden faded like 70 picks past Nikhil Harry. Well, he no, did go to a terrible offense. He went to a terrible situation, absolutely. Yeah. But if, if it is to be believed that Derrick Henry is any sort of an answer, then that means you have to account for the running game. 
That should, if Corey Davis, Corey Davis is going to draw number one coverage in theory. Yes, yep. at least for half the season, he will. So there's got to be some openings for AJ Brown. AJ Brown's game isn't go up and get it. He can do that, but that's not his game. His game is getting open, and he's he's the most polished route runner in this year's draft class. If Mariota is going to improve, it's going to be by finding the guy who's open, and that guy is going to be AJ Brown at pick 158. Give me all. AJ Brown. I like it. It's a stab in the dark at 158. If you're mm-hmm. picking 158. Exactly. I'm I'm just saying in redraft, I'm not picking any rookie wide receivers. Oh, I understand. Even Nikhil, as high as he is, I'm not picking him. I'll, I'll take Sega as late as he go as he is going. If well, I I'm taking AJ Brown as but, late as he's going. Like I said, it's yeah. it's you're you're throwing darts at that point. If you're into the you know 13th round, your team's set. So why not throw some high upside dart throws? But as far as Nikhil Harry being as high as he is, no, don't like it. Okay. So. I disagree, but okay. Rehashing strategy, like a ton of other folks say, but worth mentioning because we agree with it, wait on your quarterback unless you're infatuated with Baker and he's there in the fourth and you had a good draft. That's my strategy there. I would take Baker in fourth. Otherwise, I'm just waiting on Baker? Ben Roethlisberger or Stafford. Just Baker? See, oh, well, if Andrew Luck or Deshaun Matt Watson Ryan? falls there. Matt Ryan in the fourth? No, I'm not. No. Matt Ryan, if he's still there in the fifth, Even where he's, he's landing. Up, I mean, the, he was the amount the number, of points. number two last year. Yeah. The, the I, amount of points he's put up over the past couple of years, you're still I, passing. I have number faith, one in 2017. I have, I have faith in Baker rising and Matt Ryan plateauing staying staying where even at, with better the, protection and better weapons at the number two wide or number two quarterback another, plateauing, i'll n- keep him there another yeah. year of age Devonte freeman back even though he's hands off for me I, i'm just not okay. i'm not excited to grab matt ryan higher than his adp i mean if i can get matt ryan in the fifth i'm okay with that's it. what i mean i'll yeah. grab him in the fifth if yeah. i missed out on baker in the fourth but i well, bring I, mean, up, I bring I'd, up I'd probably, baker in the fourth because i think that is a very solid grab i'd probably fourth. pass on baker in the fourth well, just to I, get I, Matt Ryan in I th- fifth. I think well. I'm with you because, or you could just once again wait till the freaking tenth round Nine and end up with Philip Rivers. Rivers. Yeah. Or you know, even later, I believe it was, and end up with Kirk Cousins. That's yeah, all but, fine and well, but, but those, we- is, those you weapons can... in Cleveland is the reason I'm going to take that chance on Baker in the fourth. Okay. Odell, Jarvis, yeah, it's and exciting. Joku, I mean, Chubb, it, it is exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Callaway. I'm excited about that. I'm excited about. I'm excited enough about that Cleveland Browns hype train that I'm going to grab it with one arm in the fourth round. Okay. Good luck losing your league. <laughs> Come on. Come on. Listen, I, my my thing. I once again, I'm other than pretty much the big four. Baker, he's he's going to be there eventually. I just don't think he's there yet. I'm waiting. I mean, I'm just, rookie touchdown record. He's not there yet. This is hey, okay. Dwayne Haskins is going to break that record. That's true. Uh, I forgot. Write it down. Write it down. No, I'm pretty sure I can remember that shit. Good. I'm pretty sure I won't forget it. Good. It's going to happen. All right. Dwayne. Speaking of which, Dwayne Haskins is way freaking late, but uh, he is. But rookie quarterback, I'm not one, really feeling a redraft. One nineteen, but I will be honest with you. I, I pa- I'll pass on rookie quarterbacks in yeah. redraft as well. Even though I do think he's going to have a great year, it takes literally being historically great to be worth a uh, quarterback in a 12-team PPR. So, Also, if you don't have a top-four pick, maybe it is best to wait on running back. Get those stud-wide receivers because 
you're going to, you're not, they're not going to be there after round two. Or trade back. That's always a good strategy in drafts. If, if you don't, if you can, some, a lot of redrafts don't do that, but if you can. Well, yeah, yeah that's true. It, it, I'm with Lambert, though. If you can trade back from, let's say, I mean, if you fifth, have the sixth pick, fifth, yeah, fifth or sixth. To, mid mid round to yeah. eighth, and then if someone's Acquire willing to do that, pick. yeah, and, and give you something third fourth round, yeah, it's it's worth it. Yep. Okay, yeah, uh, you miss out on you're Devontae gonna Adams. A, you're you're going to get a same no. tier player exactly plus an extra pick. So, anyhow, and if you don't allow trades, open them up. Come on, get yeah. trades going. Yeah, come on, Mish. I'm going to give you. Although I'm gonna, it does I, drag a draft. I'm going to give you my biggest bust and my biggest steal. ADP wise, Ooh. bust. Tyler Lockett. I hate on him. Hate, 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 hate. I just hate on him. I can't help it. Round, round. Uh, what was it? Five. Round five. Yep. Being in front of Ridley and Godwin. Piss on that. No thanks. There, there's guys there that are that are more talented in my opinion. Bust. I, I don't like him that early, and I don't know why. But Deshaun Jackson. All the way back in round 14, to me, that's a steal. I think him and Carson Wentz are going to flourish together. I think Deshaun Watson, or not Deshaun Watson, Deshaun Jackson is going to be the wide receiver to own in Philadelphia. So that, to me, is the steal currently out of all this whole list of ADP guys. This is the last page. This is like... Two rounds from the end, you can grab Deshaun Jackson. Yeah, we only printed off to round, or pick 200. 16 rounds. Plenty. Redraft. How many more? You, this ain't 32, right. 32 roster spot like Dynasty that we play. Tyler Lockett, pass. Deshaun Jackson, grab. I mean, that that's, that's almost 10 rounds difference. Give me Deshaun 10 rounds later than Tyler Lockett. I think probably my biggest deal is going to be Deshaun Hamilton to pick 184. Solid. Um once again, you know, once he became a starter, he was ridiculously solid. Probably the the hardest pass I'm going to make is going to be Dalvin Cook at pick 21. Um, I'm okay with that. I, for Dalvin Cook, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to I'll take Leonard Fournette over Dalvin Cook. Yeah, I don't like Leonard Fournette either. I'm not okay with that. I don't like Fournette either. I don't like Damian Williams, but I, I'm taking both of them. Once again, carry on Johnson, Marlon Mack, Josh Jacobs, Aaron Jones, all of them over Dalvin Cook. I just it's like some speed rap. I don't think that he's going to a stay healthy. He's just not that great, even when he is. Even when he's healthy, he's not a stud. I'm scrambling because you literally took both of my guys. That's okay. Just my biggest steal. Agree, Anthony Miller. Now I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna switch it up. I'm going Anthony Miller. One thirteenth round. I can pick up possibly the number one wide receiver in Chicago. Give me possibly. that all day long. All day long. Until Riley Ridley takes over. That I don't track. like Allen Robinson. Oh, so, Hey, Riley Ridley. Uh, he was that, a good that's, route that's runner. That's some good dynasty steel potential. I also think, um, I think Sony Michelle is going to be a bust. That's just my opinion. I think they brought Damian Harrison in for a reason. I worry about the knee, but uh, it's. I don't disagree nor agree with that. I will tell you. Neutral. I, w- I worried none about Sony Michelle's knee until they picked Damian Harris. Like that, that does give me a little bit of pause. I still like Sonny Michelle. Redraft, I think he's fine. I still think that I'm going to take a shot on him. Yep. But it'll probably be a round later than his ADP. You they, know what I mean? They do have enough running backs there to where Damian Harris was not really a smart pick unless they were worried about Sonny Michelle. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. Michelle in the fifth, if he comes to me in, in the fifth, sixth, 
it's going to be hard to pass if I'm if I'm already set at you know the other running back spot and wide receiver. But man, it, it does give me a little bit of pause. I will say that. I'm just saying, if I get Michelle, I he's want going James White before, with him. He's going before Calvin Ridley and Chris Johnson or Chris Godwin. Chris Johnson. Woo. Chris Johnson. Been a while. CJ two K. It's been a bit. Last thing I'll add. If you can nail your draft running back and tight end wise, even quarterback wise, Ridley and Godwin, if you can nail those guys at nail them. If you can nail them at the end of the fourth, mid fifth, if you can get both of those guys on your team as your wide receiver, your first two wide receivers you draft, and then kind of hone in, grab Mike Williams a round later, grab Jarvis Landry around after that. I mean, who if you're top four receivers were Ridley, Godwin, Landry, and Mike Williams in redraft. Are you comfy? I'm comfy. In a 12-teamer, I better have some damn good running backs. my running backs. That's what I mean. You're you're using your first few rounds. Better be great. You're using your first few rounds on running backs, and you might grab Kittle early third. And then maybe you grab Baker in fourth, Ridley, Godwin, Mike Williams. Who's the other guy I said? Deshaun Jackson, I know you love him. No, no, no. I said Ridley, Mike Williams, Godwin, Mike Williams, Jarvis Landry. There you go, Landry. So those are your four with Baker, running backs from round one or two, not sure who you got, and George Kittle. Holy smokes. Mixon. Yeah, Mixon. Melvin Gordon. Well, I was going to say, in theory, you could get Melvin Gordon, Mixon. Depending on where you're at, you could end up with Saquon, Gordon, Kittle. Ooh. (laughs) Yeah, I'm, I'm comfortable getting Godwin. I'm comfy. Yeah, absolutely. Because you're you're literally dominating running. You're back winning every position except wide receiver. Well, and you grab you're two of the biggest biggest that, uh, that, potential that wide receiver you. one candidates that are available this year in yep. Ridley and Godwin. Yep, potential ones that you can get in round four. Both those guys very easily, very likely will finish in top sixteen. Just I agree. Strategy wise, don't panic. Best player available. Stick to your strategy. Stay calm. Don't panic. If there's a run of quarterbacks, let them go. Now, it, it, here's what I will say on the other side. It's okay to start the run. It's not okay to be the fourth guy in on the run. You know what I mean? No. You don't want to be the, the guy who's like, oh, okay, man, I've, I've got to take, you know, O.J. Howard here. The guy because forced it, to take Sony Michelle. Yeah, it's it's in the third round, and you're right. taking O.J. Howard. Yeah, what nobody are you wants to be the last guy. Yeah, because you're in in the run. Yep. Yeah, because was someone going to take in Joku, you know, the next pick? No. Yep. yep. Don't want to be the last guy in a gangbang. Oh, that's what I was going to say, but I wasn't <laughs> sure if I should. I was holding it in. Don't want to be the last guy in Debbie Does Dallas. You nope. don't want to be the first guy. That's right. I I just started. I, I wanted to don't be, end it. I wanted to be uncredited in, in that film. <laughs> <laughs> uncredited. All right. Uh, uncredited appearance, 900 guys. We'll, uh, we'll probably get to some, you know what? We guys get to some IDP ADP next episode. IDP ADP. IDP ADP. Like where your head's at. I like it. IDP ADP. All All right. right. Again, check out the Back Row Talk Show if you enjoy some of our banner. More episodes coming. It's our way of having fun after recording this show that we have fun on. And again, subscribe, rate, review. Follow us at Bark Back Row on Twitter, at Arms Back Row on Twitter, at The Back Row Show on Twitter, at was only here for only the, here for the BRFS, I yeah. think, is Lambert. Yeah. It's four. And at Neil the Drops. Four. Yes. Only here, number four for the BRFS. 
and at Neil Drox, who we have discovered we love when he's pissed off. So we're going to try to piss him off more for you guys. Absolutely. I'm going to make his tires right before the next show. Can I'll I be make here for a better for that? show? Yo, yes. absolutely. Great. Absolutely. Thanks again. Barks out. Good night. Yep. This concludes another episode of the Back Row Fantasy Show. Thanks for listening, and be sure to give us a review. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.